Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi everyone, welcome to In Bloom Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast and super excited to have you listening this week. Um, I'm currently recording on a Saturday. It's a beautiful day. So thankful for new seasons and this change in weather. It's so incredible. Um, This week we're going to be talking about my first therapy experience and um, if you have been listening to the last couple of episodes or just over the last few months, then you know that I've been trying to find a therapist and go to therapy for the first time ever and I thought that this would be a good episode to do just because I think it could hopefully benefit a lot of people and even if you have no plans to go to therapy, I think it's helpful Um, or this episode will and should be helpful um, in the sense of just providing you a little bit more knowledge on like what the experience is like in case you ever get to a point where you feel that you do want to try it out and so you could just keep it in your back pocket anything I say um, to sort of have in mind if you ever do decide that you want to try it out because I have like not heard anybody online or in my personal life like really say what a first therapy appointment is like and looking back like I wish I would have had more insight on that and I definitely could have like googled it or something probably but you like to have more personable accounts of that you know what I mean not just like from a random person online that you like have no affiliation with at all and I know that's probably what I am to a lot of you but I think of you all as like people that are close to me in my life so hopefully you think the same of me and you can you know value this a little bit more because of that but I hope it'll be super insightful um because this is like definitely what I wish I would have had going into it because yeah nobody really says anything about like what to expect and going into it kind of blind like that was a little um anxiety inducing for me but it's fine because the appointment is done and it's over it's happened um so we're gonna be talking about it this week and I'm excited but before we get into the episode y'all know I like to do a quote of the week and then my goal for the week and my gratitude for the week or for the day whatever um my quote from this week I actually posted on my personal Instagram story it was inside of my five minute journal and if you don't know what a five minute journal is I'm sure like you probably have seen it online but It's basically like you can just fill it out every day and night and each page has a day section and night section and at the top there's little quotes and then it like has like I am grateful for and then you list like three things and then like what would make today great and you list three things and then um, there's like a affirmation like spot where you like fill out I am dot 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 and then the nighttime has like other stuff but I have been trying to be a lot better about actually doing it every morning and I don't know it just like is something that reminds me to start my day with gratitude intentionally instead of just like accidentally practicing gratitude in the sense of like randomly having gratitude focused thoughts and it just puts me in much more of a intentional mindset with gratitude and I like that especially at the start of the day and I just feel like it's nice to like set your few intentions for the day and then just get going Um, rather than just waking up and not really setting any intentions for yourself and it's something so small that like takes very minimal effort 
but it just makes you feel a lot more centered and grounded and just, I don't know, I feel like you have a better mental flow throughout the day when you start your day with something like this. So anyways, but yeah, I posted the quote on my Instagram story that was from this page in my five minute journal because I really, really like it. And I especially like it because of like the season, like we're, you know, in spring now or I has the first day of spring no i think the first day of spring is this week let's google that really quick because i actually have no idea first day of spring i know we just did the time change which is now permanent i think which is crazy oh my gosh first day of spring is tomorrow wow okay so when you guys listen to this it'll be march 21st so the first day of spring will have been march 20th and i'm recording this on the 19th so that's like perfect timing (laughs) for this episode um, but yeah, I really like it for just this season because it just reminds me of like new beginnings and springtime and whatever. But anyways, the quote is from Elizabeth Apple and it says, and the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. And I just really, really like that quote. Um, it just, I love like the floral aspect of it <laughs> um, for like springtime. That's what I meant by it. And I just truly think it's so it's such a good reminder for me in this season of life um like you know it can be so much more painful and more difficult to get yourself to just stay where you are than the risk it does take to like try something new and like most of the time we would rather you know stay comfortable where we are and just remain put and like not really force ourselves to go through anything difficult or put ourselves in a position where we're like putting anything related to us at risk and we would much rather do that than take a risk and potentially have like a really great reward and or a really great outcome and um I do think that, you know, there is usually some sort of shift and like, I feel like everybody, if you're really in tune with yourself, I feel like you kind of like pick up on it and you feel it where it feels more painful to, and it's just like more difficult for you to deal with remaining where you are than it is for you to take that leap of faith and take that risk. Um, And usually like when that happens and if you follow your intuition and take that risk, that's like 100% when you see some of like the greatest change in your life and some of just like the greatest things happen and obviously it doesn't mean like only great things happen because no you are putting yourself at risk and there will be hard things that happen but you know when you finally take that leap of faith to get out of your little bubble and your comfort zone and you finally become okay with putting yourself and things you know that are related to you at risk when you make that jump it's so so rewarding in the long run even if you don't see it like right away and I just really really like that quote um it's just a good reminder for any time I'm like feeling a little too stuck and comfortable and I'm feeling like pushed to sort of ignite a change I really like to have that quote in the back of my mind for that type of stuff but my goal for this week I really want to sort of revisit my um sort of just like intentions I don't really know I don't want to call it goals um I don't really want to call it intentions either but the best way I can describe it is I just want to revisit my I'm just going to say intentions because I don't have another word to use just like my intentions for what I want out of life in terms of like my personal like well-being goals and like routines and like my fitness and health and things like that 
Um, and I just want to do like a little personal refresh is what we can call it um, for the spring. And it's so funny that like I thought of that this morning, like when I woke up, I was like, I really just want to like take some time over the next week or two at some point and just do like a little personal refresh and reset myself for a new season. I truly thrive in the springtime so much. I remember last year in an episode around this time, I think I talked about how growing up, like I didn't really care for spring because it was just a transitional season. And my birthday is in spring, which is so crazy to think about that it's already like less than a month away from my birthday. And I'm just like, how is that even possible? Like I literally remember like conversations I was having in the exact moment I was in from when I turned 23, like it was yesterday. And even like if it was five minutes ago, I'm like, there's no way it's already been a year. It's just absolutely wild. But I talked about how I didn't really care for spring because it was just transitional. You know, like summer when you're growing up is just like the best month because, you know, you are in school. So it's a little bit more of like you get to have a little bit more fun, traditionally speaking. And, you know, winter is exciting and fall is exciting because there's just so many holidays and yeah, there's like all that kind of stuff to look forward to. And I was like, what's so special about spring? And my birthday's always been in spring, but that wasn't like special enough for me to like love spring, if that makes sense, as a season. But now it's like the older I get, I just like love spring because it truly does like the season in and of itself represents like new beginnings and like change. And, you know, really along the lines of the name of this podcast, like blooming into like new things and I just, I don't know. I feel like everything about me and everything that I love just embodies like spring as a season and I just feel so aligned with the season because of how much I love how it is a representation of just being able to have new beginnings and like start fresh and I don't know, I love it. And I really just want to do this refresh to basically pull me out of my winter dumps because January and February were literally so difficult and so was like November and December for me just personally like emotionally immensely just absolutely drained and sucked the life out of me and I really just want to like do things that pull that life back into me and really just make me absorb like everything good that I like love about life so I need to like do a refresh and reset in the sense of preparing like my environment to prepare me to be in the best like mental and emotional space possible and just making sure that like I'm doing things that really align with like my goals for like what habits I want to have and or I already do have to maintain those habits and that kind of stuff Um, and I think I'm actually going to do like an episode on this like a whole spring refresh episode and just kind of like talk about like what I'm doing to just sort of reset myself um you know because we always say like spring cleaning you know like with your living space which is definitely a big part of it but I think that you can do like a spring cleaning in your own life and just sort of reset and you know really take inventory of where you're at where you want to be and you know put everything and get your ducks in a row so that you can you know allow yourself to become like who you want to be and like what you want to be or maintain who you are if that's your goal and I don't know I just love that so that's kind of my goal and I kind of just want to like be taking note and like really brainstorming with you know okay like what do I want like this part of my life to look like what are some like goals I have and 
just be more intentional because I really feel like since I graduated college, I just haven't been intentional really in any area of my life except for like my fitness. And that's been over like the last month or two. And I don't like the way it feels looking back because I feel like I've just gone through the motions and I haven't been intentional with certain other things that I'd like to be intentional with. Like I'd like to be more intentional with my like relationship, with more friendships, with like my work life in terms of like YouTube, not really in terms of my job because like I'm kind of fine with just going through the motions with my job. I don't really have any intentions and when I say my job, I mean like my full-time job. I don't really have any intentions or like big goals I want to set for it because it's just like, I don't know, you just show up and you do it and you know, it's there to give me a paycheck and like be a good learning experience and it's not much more than that to me. So it's like, that's all I have for it and that's okay. Like I don't need to set these like crazy goals if I don't feel like I need to. And like, that's just something I've had to unlearn like as I have started working because in college I was so used to being like, okay, like I got to set this goal to get this internship and then I gotta set this goal to get this job and get these grades and you know get into grad school all this stuff so used to setting these future goals and being so future-minded and then you graduate and you feel this pressure to like set these you know large goals for your career which you totally can if you can identify them and you have them but if you don't that's literally totally fine it's totally cool and totally normal to just like let yourself experience your job and like just soak it all in and not really be so forward focused because you showing up each day to work and you showing up each day to your job is you doing that you're setting yourself up for your future as is like you don't have to have this clear cut defined career goal in order to be getting something out of your job you know what I mean so that's enough about that but I really just want to be more intentional this year with different areas of my life because now looking back I'm like I just feel like so much time passed and I'm like what happened you know like things just kind of I let things stay very stagnant and that's okay because there are a hundred percent going to be seasons in life where you fall back in some areas or you stay stagnant in some areas and that's okay I'm not like sitting here saying that it's wrong or it's bad that that's the way things have been over the last year because that's just how things were with me moving to a new place, being really busy with studying, and then immediately starting a new job. I just haven't had the mental capacity to even be intentional with anything, and that's okay. But now that that time has sort of passed, and I'm kind of adjusting to this new life and new routine, I'm like, okay, I really want to, you know, set some intentions with where I want to be in, like, certain areas of my life, and just, like, habits I want to have and everything like that. So that's my goal. And my gratitude this week. I'm just so grateful for the season change itself, once again, talking about it, and just the weather. Um, I've always been somebody that says they, like, prefer, they would rather be, like, really cold than really hot, because I'm just naturally a very warm person, and when you're cold, you can just throw on more clothes, blankets, socks, and you can take care of it, but when you're too hot, it's, like, overwhelming, because you can't do anything about it, and... I say that and I live in arguably one of the hottest feeling areas with the humidity (laughs) in the United States probably and it is what it is but I am very grateful for the season change because the weather's been really pretty this week for the most part and it has rained but it's been like overnight when it's rained so I haven't even really seen it and I love the rain and I love gloomy days but like I don't know I this winter just felt really long to me and I can't even imagine living up north because like you actually have like a really long cold season whereas here it's literally only been cold since like December and 
this is like probably going to be the first week where it's like not in the well not the first yeah the first week that it doesn't really get in the 40s at all I would say and that's not that long compared to like the north so I would not survive like in that climate and I always say like I would love to like live somewhere where I get to experience all four seasons but I think that that's just me thinking the grass is greener because I do think that my mental health would probably suffer from just it being cold for so long because something about like the sun being warm on your skin and just like feeling that when you go outside it's really life-giving and I'm like recording this right now and I'm looking out my window there's literally not a cloud in the sky it's sunny and 75 and it's just grass is super green it's just beautiful um and I just love it so I'm just really grateful for that because it is such a good mindset shift for me because it kind of the weather changing is helping me like pull myself out of like my winter dumps and feel a little bit more hopeful for you know change and for a new season and what's to come so (laughs) I'm really grateful for it okay so let's get into the episode this episode probably won't be like anything crazy long like I'm not gonna sit here and like drag this out and make it something it's not because all in all it's I'm not gonna make my first time to therapy be like this big production and like basically you know make it a production I'm not gonna sit here and drag it out and make it more than it is but I do want to share the experience because I just think I should and I actually recorded like a little vlog clip because I was vlogging well I actually wasn't vlogging um the day I first day I went to therapy last Monday but I was like I want to record how I feel right afterwards and just sort of have that like raw moment recorded and I'm gonna like input it in a vlog that'll probably be going up in like two weeks so that will be like my raw emotions right afterwards and this is a little bit more of a like way after the fact type of conversation since I'm recording this on Saturday but I didn't really want it to be like super scripted I kind of just wanted to like let my emotions do the talking from my experience I have like a few like bullet points but other than that like we're just gonna go through it um so I do want to preface this with saying I'm not doing this to like publicize my therapy experience and give details of like what I'm going to therapy for and like what I need help with and like really I'm not trying to like shine light on all of like my personal things because obviously it's a very personal thing and it's so subjective person to person but I instead wanted to just describe my experience and how it went um sort of like what made me decide to go and really just want this to be helpful for anyone who maybe has anxiety about or just stress in general or maybe they're just curious about starting or going to therapy or just wants to know like what the first appointment is like and like what you can expect and you know I've had friends in therapy as early like as middle school and of course no one really talks about their personal experiences in therapy like understandably so but it was unfortunately a lot more of a taboo topic I feel like when I was growing up um and I feel like people almost felt shameful about it when they shouldn't have you know like there's no shame in that like you're you're doing something wonderful for yourself and I'm happy because now it's much more it's discussed in a much more positive light I would say on social media whereas it used to just not be discussed at all on social media and it wasn't really discussed amongst anybody before social media I feel like um and it's definitely viewed more so as an accomplishment and something to be proud of, which it's been that way like all along, but that's just like the way people view it now. And I feel like there's a lot more 
I don't know, just transparency about it. And I think that's a good thing um, because it does, it is really encouraging for people that I think who like need to go and like really want to go. Like for me personally, like I don't, I don't know if I could have, you know, gotten myself to go and like sign up if it wasn't for how open and vulnerable and transparent the mental space, mental health space has been online, like over the past couple of years and the shift that has happened. And yeah, so I'm just wanted to like give that as like a um, disclaimer at the beginning. And um, yeah, I hope that this is somewhat helpful for you guys or it's just insightful. And I wanted to start off with talking about sort of why and when I decided I need to go to therapy. Um, Honestly, the thought like never even really crossed my mind until I would say like some point in 2020, like during, you know, the first like real COVID like quarantine wave we had. And I think during that time, mental health really became a larger focus and priority in society. Um, And because of that, like it brought going to therapy to my attention as a possibility and something that I could and I should do. And it's not that my problems started during this time and like that's when things started like happening in my life. Like, no, not at all. That's just when it crossed my mind that like, oh, maybe that's something I should look into because a lot of, you know, the reasons why like I'm going to therapy are have been like lifelong struggles and things that happened like way prior to 2020 but it's actually so incredible to look back on now and it's crazy because when I was planning this episode I remember I did um a couple brand deals that I did in that 2020 season like from like April throughout like the whole summer a lot of brands took a stance like they like looked at what was going on in the world and they were like okay like we want to focus our campaign on mental health. And a lot of these companies didn't have anything to do with mental health, like Victoria's Secret Pink and like um, CVS. Those are like the two that I can really think of that I worked with that like really focused on this. And there were were definitely like a lot more, but those are like the first two that come to mind. And then I even worked with Pearson um, Education like back in, gosh, when was that? That was like sometime in 2021, but they were, you know, really wanting me to highlight like things that had changed because of the pandemic with like mental health and stuff and I look back and I'm like I remember in the time like thinking it was a it felt a little weird that like these random companies were you know putting such a focus and an emphasis on mental health um and I don't want to say it felt performative at the time because it didn't but like I think in the back of my mind I was just not really connecting the dots of like why they were doing it but I think it's just because I really didn't have a full grasp of the reality of the situation that all of us were in with COVID and looking back now I can see like how detrimental like that time was to so many people's you know mental health and overall well-being but at the same time I'm very thankful that like these brands and like certain companies and just a lot of change happened in the mental health space and that a lot of things did sort of change and I think there still needs to be so much change done in terms of like the corporate level and just like with things like that but a lot did change because of COVID that needed to and I think it's really incredible looking back that those companies did things like that because they like wanted me to like center my messaging around like my mental health and um things I was doing to like 
keep my mental health like strong during like a difficult time. And I look back and I'm like, what? Like, oh my gosh, it's like so crazy to think that, you know, Victoria's Secret Pink, that's like what I was focusing on when I was working with them. Whereas if they didn't do that, I would just be like, you know, it would be very materialistic and like superficial. I feel like just talking about clothes or whatever. And it's just so weird to look back on. But where I was going with all of this is that I feel like because of those conversations that like a lot of, you know, companies were really like wanting influencers to like just discuss like their mental health, which like looking back on it, it was like a little hard because it's like, okay, a company's kind of like, you know, paying this influencer to like talk about their mental health and tie it to their brand, which makes like puts the influencer in a position where they're being like forced to be like vulnerable about mental health for compensation. But it's like, okay, it was good. Like I'm glad, like when you look at it from that lens, it like looks completely different than like the way it things actually were. And it truly was just, I think such a positive change for influencers to like start talking about mental health a lot more and being a lot more open and honest about it. And I've always tried to be open and honest about like, you know, personal struggles and mental health. And I think that like having that relatability as a content creator is super important. Um, and it just keeps things really real and it gives you like a much stronger connection with your audience. And I think that things just really got elevated and taken to the next level in terms of maintenance of like mental health and like maintaining your mental health instead of only talking about things when things went bad and more so talking about like ways to keep your mental health good and like what you do that like makes you like happy and feel good and just like those types of discussions because I feel like there wasn't much of discussion around you know like maintaining mental health and everything like that and it was more so of like oh I'm just going to share like this really difficult moment I had and I'm only going to like highlight those negative moments but like being able to also highlight like how you help yourself in negative moments is really important and I don't know it's just crazy to think that little things like that I think sparked a lot of change in the way mental health is discussed on social media and I'm very thankful that it's like a much more transparent and open you know topic that's like accessible to people because I think it helped me realize okay I definitely have some things I'm struggling with now that I've struggled with for a long time and I think that 2020 because of like a lot of that stuff and like with so much of social media like taking that emphasis on mental health that made me self-reflect and made me realize a lot of those things and I honestly can I can truly and honestly say if social media and like everything just didn't really take that stance when it came to mental health during that time I truly don't know if I would have even thought about therapy like at this point in my life um yet if that didn't happen on social media which is like so crazy to think about but like it's just the truth like I truly just don't know if I would have if it would have crossed my mind like I like to think it would have just because I've experienced some of like the most difficult months in my life over the last year but I think that it's just so so incredible to think that you know wow, like that truly had such a strong impact on me to where like I was able to recognize like something that I needed to like make a change within myself and recognize that, you know, I did need help and I do need help. And I don't know. I don't know. It's just really wild to think about. I wasn't planning on talking about all of that for that long, but it truly is like a domino effect type of thing. And 
um, going off of that, not to sound like Bella Swan from Twilight, but I've always been the suffer in silence type. Um, and like, I think she literally says that like almost word for word in Twilight, but, um, that's literally just always been me. So what I'm getting at is I don't know if I think I would still be doing that now if we didn't have that big change in social media and like the way mental health was talked about and discussed. Um, and that's just like so crazy to think about that I could still be like living that way um, because it's draining. It's very draining. And, you know, I never thought I needed therapy and the thought never crossed my mind because I thought, you know, I can solve all my problems on my own. That's what I've always done. It's me and myself. I've got me. Like, I can solve them on my own. I don't need therapy. I don't need help. Like, it never even... It's not that I was, like, in denial about going to therapy. It just, like, literally never even crossed my mind for the longest time. But the truth is, you know, the problems were actually never being solved. They were just being shoved away to resurface at another time. And I eventually got to a point, after enough time had passed, where I realized that none of my attempts to solve my problems had been successful And all of the things that I like once shoved under the rug were starting to resurface. And I was really noticing that. And now that I'm older, I realize, you know, the weight of some of those things and how harmful the habit of suppressing emotions and being emotionally just shut off was to my mental and emotional health. Or I said was, it was and is, (laughs) you know, really detrimental to my mental and emotional health. And, you know, so I thought about it throughout grad school, like it was sort of just like this thought in the back of my mind. Um, But I knew I wanted to go to someone in person. And that's what I was like telling myself. So I just said I would try it once I moved. So I didn't like have to commit to someone in Tuscaloosa just to end up having to move away and like start over a couple months later. But in hindsight, it was definitely partially an excuse to avoid having to start going to therapy and just sort of like delay that even farther um because it just I it was only a thought in my mind during that time and it wasn't really something I felt ready to necessarily act on but I think with things like this like you don't you don't wait around until you feel ready to act on it because like you're not really ever gonna feel ready to act on something new and scary like this like whether it's therapy or you know making a big jump in your career to like do something that you love or like take a risk or whatever like if you just wait till you feel ready to act on it like you're probably never gonna do it or you're just gonna delay the process way longer than it needs to be like yes you don't want to just like jump into things like on a whim and be like super sporadic like that but you also just don't really want to like delay things a lot if they don't need to be um but I pretty much waited you know until I was at like my lowest low and breaking point to finally you know take initiative and like find somebody and sign up and you guys know the story with that you know I started my job I learned that you know we get um 25 free sessions a year through a comp like through my company um where you know we have limited access to therapists so that doesn't mean I can go to like any therapist I want it's more so like within a certain network and you know I had to find somebody and then I you know found someone and I was like super excited and then they got fully booked and I couldn't book them anymore because I waited too long because that's what happens when you delay things longer than they need to be and then I you know found somebody again and scheduled and then went this past Monday so that's kind of like the whole timeline of everything and you know how it started and you know I really 
just feel like everybody can benefit from it because as humans, you know, we're all imperfect and that's totally okay. Like it doesn't make us any less of a human. That's what makes us human. And I think that with our imperfections and, you know, like the older we get and the more, the more life that we've experienced, you know, the more likely that you've, you know, went through something traumatizing or something very difficult or just something that, you know, you struggled with. And that's normal. That is literally part of the human experience. And I think that sometimes, you know, we get caught up and we think that because we experience those things, it makes us, you know, less of a human or it makes us like less whole or like less worthy. And like all of that is not true because it's those experiences that that's like part of the, you know, human experience and like living our lives. And it's just, you know, statistically speaking, the longer of a life you live and the longer and more life you've lived, the more you're going to experience. And, you know, that's why I think, you know, everybody could truly benefit from it because, you know, you're likely to have gone through something that was hard or difficult or stressful that, you know, you weren't able to properly heal from, or you never even addressed it to begin with. And I think that it's great that, you know, therapy doesn't really have the same taboo-ness surrounding it that it once did and um I don't even I don't even want to say that it was taboo because it wasn't that it was taboo I just feel like people just didn't talk about it at all and rightfully so because it is something so personal but I think that the experience in and of itself can be talked about without you know having to reveal like all the personal details because um I think the more you talk about it the more people hear it and then they like realize that it's like way more normal than you know people initially realize and I don't know I just think that um that's definitely like a positive change that's happened you know in the last however many years but I really just felt like I needed to go because I have really noticed over the last I mean I've always known I was a bit of a perfectionist um and it's so funny because throughout college I was always told never use saying you're a perfectionist in an interview if somebody asks you what your weakness is and I actually think because one because I did a lot of interviews throughout college two I think that being told that when I was like a freshman in college or like hearing that when I was a freshman in college it made me believe that like I me being a perfectionist like wasn't a weakness I was like okay so since I can't say that in an interview I guess that that means that like I'm a perfectionist but like that that's fine like it's you know it's not causing any problems like I guess it's fine so then I just kind of like lived like that and because nobody wants you to say you're a perfectionist in um interviews like I'm sure that most of y'all have like heard that before but if you haven't like people just you don't want to say that in an interview because it's just kind of like really like that's your weakness but it's like okay if somebody is like actually like a very like through and through like perfectionist it is extremely it is a it is a very strong weakness because it can highly impact many areas of your life in a negative way and I kind of like believed for so long that it like wasn't really it couldn't be a weakness because I was told it couldn't be And then, like, I kind of realized throughout grad school, I was like, geez, like, this has, like, really, like, messed me up in a lot of areas of my life. And it's caused so much stress and anxiety. And it's just only gotten worse with age. And 
I have never done anything about it. So I really, you know, just want to like unlearn a lot of my natural like tendencies of perfectionism and that like habit and mindset. Um, and there's just like a lot that, you know, I've gone through in life that I just haven't ever talked about or I have like I've just kept to myself and there are things that I because I've always kept them to myself I've never like gotten closure or like healed from them and I think that I should because I owe that to myself um instead of like you know just basically like healing the consequences of suffering in silence and then also figuring out how to not you know suffer in silence figuring out emotional vulnerability and that kind of stuff um so that's kind of like why I'm like you know wanted to go to therapy because it's like I I I got to a point where I was so run down by my lifestyle and the bad habits that I have and I got to a point where I realized so much of what I was struggling with was a result of the way I process or I, I guess I say I should say the way I don't process things because I've never really processed anything that's happened to me that's been hard or difficult because I just was like I'm too busy to deal with this. I don't have time for this. Or, you know, I can't let myself be affected by this. So I'll save it for another day and then never deal with it. So, yeah. Um, but now I want to get into the actual appointment itself and just like how I was feeling leading up to it and everything and just discuss that. So, leading up to it on Sunday, um, this time like last weekend. It definitely started feeling like really anxious, um, kind of have like that butterflies in your feeling or in your feeling, <laughs> butterflies in your stomach feeling and definitely felt very like timid and a little bit nauseous, honestly, just I was just like very unsure of what to expect. Um, kind of the same feelings you get when you're about to do like an interview, if interviews are something that like kind of stress you out or like give you butterflies then you know the feeling that's kind of how I felt because it felt like I was going into an interview because I just didn't know what was about to happen and I just didn't know what to expect and like what the appointment would be like because I've never had anybody you know talk about like oh like yeah when you go to your first therapy appointment like this is typically like what kind of happens like all I knew is that like people had told me you don't have to like dump everything on them in the first appointment like you're not going to be spilling out every problem you have and everything you struggle with in the first appointment so I was like okay well that's comforting to know that you know I don't have to like go in there and just dump it all out like it's a trust thing you know you're building trust with your therapist like over time with each appointment and then you know as you go more you know you can start to discuss more as you feel more comfortable and everything so like that was comforting to know but that was literally all I knew um I just didn't really know if like I kind of, the way I thought it would would be is, like, I would go in, I would, like, not be asked any questions, and it would be, like, an interview, like, when they're, like, tell me about yourself, like, I thought that that's what I would do, and then I would basically just have to, on a whim, like, basically be, like, okay, um, this is what I'm struggling with that I want to talk about today, and, like, me doing that talking, but it's so much more two-sided in the sense that, like, of, like, them asking questions, and, like, that's so helpful, because I truly thought that it was going to be me being like, oh, like, um, I live in Houston, grew up in Florida, went to school at Alabama, um, you know, um, I have a couple great friends, I'm in a relationship, I got a dog, like, <laughs> this is what I do for work, these are my hobbies, 
and then just be like, oh yeah, and by the way, this is like what I'm struggling with. And that's just kind of how I thought it was in my head, but it's literally not like that at all. It's so much more of a natural, easy conversation, which is really great. Um, and I imagine like, obviously it's going to vary based on the therapist, but I do truly think I like found someone great, hopefully. So, um, I don't know. I just, I was feeling super anxious about it. And then Monday morning rolled around and I literally was just like, like shaking. I was just so nervous. And I remember like I opened up my computer because I decided to be virtual at the last minute because the appointment was at 9.30 or 8.30. Yeah, it was at 8.30 in the, in the morning on Monday. And I just didn't want to have to like log into work like a lot later on Monday morning. So I was like, let's just do virtual for the first time to fill each other out. And then, you know, we'll fit, go from there. So I logged on my computer at... 30 and I was like sitting there waiting for like the virtual meeting to start and time was just passing and my therapist like wasn't logging on and obviously like instantly my brain just started like thinking like oh my gosh great like this person's like late they're not being respectful of like my time and this is like a really bad first impression and I'm like I'm gonna have to find somebody else like if this just doesn't go well because you know them being late like I I need to be like working right now and I'm like taking time out of my work day to do this just like really like you know my brain just started spiraling with all these like really negative thoughts about it so 840 rolls around and I'm like okay I've got to call somebody because this is ridiculous so I like whipped out the email with the appointment details and like the link to log on to the call and I like call the office number and the therapist like picks up and she's like Abby and I was like yes like (laughs) in my head I'm like okay you know I'm calling like why are you not in the zoom right now (laughs) and she um was like oh my gosh I like totally forgot that you know we had switched from being in person to virtual and I've like been sitting in my office waiting on you um and I was just about to call you and like see where you were at but then as soon as I saw you were calling I remembered oh my gosh we decided to do virtual so it was just like a miscommunication misunderstanding which is literally totally fine like that happens to everyone I was like not mad at all um, I was just happy I called and <laughs> we figured it out because, um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't, I was not mad at all. And, um, she was really sweet about it, but yeah. So that was like really nerve wracking starting out. Cause I was already really nervous. And then like when that happened, I, it made me even like more on edge. And, um, so then we like log on and, um, I, she kind of like told me about like what she does and then she gave this really awesome like analogy with how she likes to think of therapy and like why she thinks like a lot of people need it which was totally accurate because that's pretty much the found founding reason for like why I'm going but she was like have you ever um tried to like, or have you ever been in a pool with a beach ball, like an inflatable beach ball? And I was like, oh yeah, like plenty of times. And I was like, where is she going with this? What is she talking about? And she was like, I like to think of therapy as, you know, like, um, or like why people, you know, tend to like need therapy and want to come to therapy. I can't remember her exact wording. And I wish that like I could regurgitate it to you guys because it was like a really cool analogy. But she basically was just saying, you know, have you tried to push like the beach ball underwater? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, what happens when you try to do that? And I was like, um, it doesn't really work. And she was like, exactly. So that's like how I like to think of why, you know, people come to therapy because, 
you know, if you think of how we, a lot of people process their emotions or don't process their emotions, you know, like the beach ball, they like try to push it under the surface and, you know, they really try to suppress their emotions and, you know, save them the deal with for a later time and it doesn't work. And as a result, you know, all of those emotions eventually resurface and you can't push them down forever because they'll always come back up. Just like pushing a beach ball underwater, you know, you'll try to push it underwater, but it's, and you might get it under for a second, but it's always going to come back up and it can't stay underwater. And she was saying, that's how our emotions are. You know, like you may be able to suppress them for a little bit, but like they're always going to resurface and come back up and we can't, you know, control that. And she said a couple of other things, like she talked about like deflating the beach ball a little bit and like kind of tied that to our emotions somehow. I don't even remember how, but that's kind of how she opened. And I really liked that. Um, And then, you know, like she reminded me, she was like, you know, if you feel uncomfortable at any moment, like just let me know, like we don't have to, you know, if any question makes you uncomfortable, whatever, we don't have to discuss it. Um, So just like, let me know. So I was like, nice going into it to know like okay like if I don't want to feel like answering something today or like I can't then I don't have to like knowing that going in and feeling like not feeling the pressure to have to you know provide answers to everything like because I didn't know what I was about to be asked because I was like so confused with like what the first experience was like so I was like okay well that's good to know um and I just remember my voice was like literally so shaky like how it gets or used to be in like interviews I haven't done the interview in like so long, but um, when I started out in college, if y'all have been like following my content for a long time, you know that I struggled a lot in interviews with having an extremely shaky voice to where like you probably couldn't even understand what I was saying because my voice would shake so bad from my nerves and it got a lot better and like through, thankfully through my interviews for my big four internship and my job, I had overcome that because I had done so many interviews and that's why it's so important to get interview experience early on in college so you don't have to like deal with overcoming that when you're in your most important interviews but that's a side note um but that's how it lives it's so funny that like that's how I was in therapy like I was literally sitting on the couch with my dog and I was like under a blanket so I was like super cozy I wasn't even set up like an interview but like I was just so nervous and my voice was shaking so much and like even talking about it right now my voice is a little shaky because it just like is so new to me and it's just something that's very new and um yeah but I was I was just so nervous as I was talking and my voice was just a little shaky and I was like I just wish that like I could just not be so nervous right now and think of this as something so much smaller than like what it is which like it really isn't even anything like that it's not that big of something but it feels really big um and it is really big at the same time because it's a huge important incredible step to take but at the same time like you don't have to like make it into into to be something more stressful than like what it is like which is what I was doing in my head and um she just kind of started off and like asked about like in terms of like questions like I, I imagine that like most therapists sort of ask like the same types of questions with their first appointment with like a new client just kind of asked about um my living situation like she's like what's your living situation like currently and you know I kind of just described that to her and then she you know asked about my relationship because part of my living situation that involves my relationship and then she like you know asked about my family she asked about like friends um what I like to do in my free time um she asked like what my eating is like um like my job she didn't we didn't really talk about my job much um the first time 
because we just ended up talking about other stuff. And then she asked like what my sleeping schedule is like. And then she would just kind of like ask follow-up questions to anything that sort of grabbed her attention if I like mentioned it after she had asked something. And of course she, you know, asked what my goals are with therapy. And I pretty much, which I'm comfortable sharing most of them and pretty much all of them with you guys because none of them are specific to a situation. They're all like all-encompassing things that I just like truly like need help with. And I'm totally okay with like being vulnerable and sharing that with you all because it's nothing that you all haven't heard from me because I'm already like so vulnerable online and it's so weird to me that I'm so vulnerable online but in my like actual real life I'm not vulnerable at all like at all and I am very vulnerable online but it's like I still even with me being vulnerable online I'm still not like giving you all the full picture but it's like And I don't say that to be like, oh, like what I'm telling you is like fabricated. It's not fabricated. I'm just giving you like surface level. I'm not like diving into details of like super personal things. You know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't expect anybody to like do that online (laughs) because the things are personal for a reason. Um, But like in my personal life, like I, I feel like I don't even scratch the surface the way I do on like my podcast. Like I don't even... I don't know. It's just always been so, everything's been so individualized and personal for me. Um, but I pretty much just told her, like, I really wanted to learn how to, like, re, like, respect myself and, like, set my own boundaries and respect my boundaries. Um, I wanted to sort of just learn how to be emotional, emotionally vulnerable. Um, and then I told her I wanted to, like, talk about, you know, struggles I've never talked about and, start like the healing process with them and it was funny because like I said that and she was like oh like what kind of stuff like that you've you know never talked about like what do you mean by that I was like woman I can't tell you that right now I was like this is the first appointment we have like 10 minutes left I can't do that um so I had to be like super vague I was just like oh I don't know there's just been some like hard things that I've gone through that I just like haven't ever really discussed with anybody and I think that I like owe it to myself to heal from them (laughs) and yeah and I just kind of talked about how I wanted to heal like a lot of my bad habits and like tendencies and like learn like healthier ways um to like live based off of those things and just kind of stuff like that there were like a couple other things but however um where the story takes a turn I told her that like I, I really struggled a lot with or I still do struggle a lot with external validation and my voice started getting really shaky and I was like what is happening to me right now when I was like saying that and I said the words like I think it was pretty much word for word I said this it was something along the lines of this but pretty close to being what word for word I was like I feel like so much of the life I've lived hasn't been mine because of external validation and I absolutely lost it um I started bawling my eyes out and I don't cry often, you guys. (laughs) Um, Actually, that's a lie. I cry a lot. But I've cried, like, a lot over the last couple of months just because I've been going through, like, a lot of change and everything. But I'd say, like, in my normal, like, day-to-day life, I do not get that vulnerable with people, especially the people that I'm meeting for the first time. Um, And I just feel like I've not, like, throughout high school, I didn't really cry a lot. Like, I just... Like I've always said, I shove things to the side and I was like, I'll deal with it later. And I just didn't cry a lot. Didn't cry a lot in college. Like I definitely have moments, but like 
oh my gosh, I've been very emotional the last couple of months, but I just wasn't expecting that to happen because it was like my first time meeting her and it was like my first time doing this. And it was just crazy because I just wasn't expecting that to happen. And I wasn't expecting voicing that out loud to have that much of an effect on like my emotions and I think that it's something that I've always known that like I've struggled with his external validation but I think over the past couple of weeks I have realized the consequences of letting other people like worrying about what other people think and like making decisions to please other people I have realized more so over the last like year the consequences of doing that whereas in the past I knew I was like very centered on external validation and like that was just something that I knew was a part of my life but I wasn't I hadn't experienced any of the consequences of it yet however um that completely changed like over the last year and I've like learned so much of how painful it is to realize so much of your life that you've lived like really truly hasn't been yours because you've been you know making decisions and living your life based off of what other people want for you what you know because you're worried about what other people may think that kind of thing and because I've like just now realized and like learned a lot of those the consequences of that and how horrible it feels recently I just haven't really like talked about that before and I hadn't even really realized it and I think it's just so weird the way those words just came out of my mouth it was just a very raw and real statement and it just made me lose it like I I literally just started hysterically crying I couldn't I was like trying to I wasn't trying to suppress the crying and the tears but I was trying not to like have a dry heaving like uncontrollable cry in the middle of my therapy session and this was actually like early on in my therapy session this was in like the first like 15 20 minutes of like the 40 or 50 minute session and um I was just trying to sort of like keep myself from like having such an intense cry like I was trying to just sort of like oh like you know just like let my tears flow but like not let not let it be anything too intense but I couldn't it was literally such an overwhelming cry and like when that cry came out like it just like came out of nowhere I had no idea it was coming it just like literally burst out I had no control over it I there it was like silence besides my crying for like three minutes because I couldn't get any words out and she was just like letting me cry thankfully but I literally couldn't get any words out and I was trying to like contain myself but I I soon realized I was like I just need to let myself like ball my eyes out for a second because it's really it, it was physically hurting me like it literally hurt to try and hold it back from being an intense cry which I've like very rarely experienced that where you know you're crying and like you're trying to hold it back and it like actually hurts you to like not let yourself fully cry and I just lost it and she was like oh my gosh like you have been carrying this with you for a while huh and I was like oh yeah like but oh my gosh I just like didn't realize that out of all things I just didn't think that that had had such a strong impact on my emotional and mental health but it was in that moment that I realized how much of an impact like that external validation has just had on me and like living my life um from that state has had on me 
and it was just a horrible feeling to like have that realization in the middle of the call and when I said those words out loud like that and I said that sentence that I felt like so much of my life like hasn't been lived by me because of external validation I saying those words out loud like made it feel so real especially like saying it to a therapist because I was like this is real this isn't me just like saying this and it's not something I've said before so it was just sort of my raw emotions like coming out and I think part of the reason why that was so overwhelming for me was because I never do that you know I never am emotionally vulnerable and do that with people especially like my first time like meeting someone and talking to them And the fact that I did that with her was, like, huge. And, like, you know, I was able to feel comfortable to do that was huge. But I I am not familiar with the feeling of being that emotionally vulnerable um, so quickly. And I think that that was very overwhelming for me. And that also made me cry, like, as part of everything that was going on. So that happened. um, And... You know, she was, we were kind of trying to pinpoint, she was like, you know, like, when, what's the earliest you can remember this starting? And I was just like, I, I told her, I was like, I was actually thinking about this last week because I had been thinking about it, um, when I was planning one of my podcasts and I didn't tell her that, but, um, I was like, I was thinking about this last week and like, honestly, like I, as early as I could remember, like I told her, I said the earliest I can remember is literally just being in kindergarten and like wanting to be, you know, like my teacher's favorite and wanted wanting to be just like the perfect student and she was just like oh my gosh because I've truly been carrying this for so long and like I'm 24 now or almost 24 like that this is my first time like dealing with this you know what I mean so um yeah that was that was definitely really hard and um I think it was really good because it taught me that it you know it's okay to be emotionally vulnerable with someone and to just let yourself feel your feelings and it felt really good to just like say that out loud (laughs) and um yeah and then you know at the end of the session she gave me like a homework exercise she was like we don't have to do this and like this is something we can do every week we can do this every other session she was like we don't have to you know do this all the time Um, but she was like, you know, a lot of people do like to have, you know, some homework exercise to take home with them so that, you know, they can really work on whatever it is that they're trying to, you know, work on and actually have like tangible steps for it. So I do have a homework exercise or whatever, and it's not like on paper or anything. It's more so of like an action in my life. And, um, so yeah, and then we'll like revisit that for my next session, but I'm really just, right now, it's like every other Friday, that's like what I plan on going, um, I am going to try to go in person, so it'll be interesting to see like what role being in person plays, because I feel like it might be a little bit more difficult to, for me to be as open and like raw um, in person, just because through a screen, I think I've kind of learned that I can be vulnerable because of, you know, being on YouTube and everything like that um because it doesn't feel as real but like in person it's gonna feel a lot more real so um hopefully I'm you know don't really struggle with that but I'm really hoping to go in person because I just think it will be much more of like a full experience um obviously like if I have a lot of work to do or something and I just like can't really deal with the driving that I'm not gonna um then I'll just do online and she thankfully she's like it's super flexible like if I decide five minutes before that I want to be 
online then we can switch it so that like made me feel really good but um all in all it was a great experience and I mean I felt like I didn't feel like I had like all the weight of the world lifted off of me when I left my first session because I mean truly we did not even scratch the surface (laughs) in the first session like we literally went half a millimeter deep in the deepest point of the ocean I feel like but it it truly did feel so good still afterwards like I felt I, I felt very weird the rest of the day I didn't like that like I don't love doing it at the beginning of the day because the rest of your day you just feel or at least the way I feel since I'm not so used to like being emotionally vulnerable like that I just felt really weird the rest of the day because I'm not used to that feeling and um I was just thinking about it a lot throughout the rest of the day and I don't want to say it put me in a negative mindset because it didn't it was more so of it just put me in this mindset of like really thinking about like everything that I had just went through and thinking about like what the next session is going to be like um but I think as I get used to going it'll be a lot easier to just sort of go and then go about the rest of my day but needless to say I do think that there's probably going to be sessions that are like really difficult for me and then it's going to be like really hard for me to just drive back home and start working for the rest of the day you know what I mean because like if you're you know dealing with something that's like emotionally very difficult or mentally very difficult then like I don't really think you should have to you know rush back home and like just work as if nothing just happened for the rest of the day and like maybe on those days hopefully I could just you know take a half day or just like take my lunch break super early and give myself an hour to just like recoup and then (laughs) start my work later or something but um yeah overall I felt you know I felt really good afterwards but I felt really weird and I did truly feel like I did have like uh, I felt lighter on the inside um I didn't feel so like combustible almost like I literally just felt like I could I don't know, being emotionally like on edge and like being in a really hard spot emotionally and mentally, like you feel like you're just going to burst at any moment. And I felt a lot more like less tense and just like more at peace and just like, like I said, less combustible after um, everything. So it definitely, definitely felt good to just get that first experience done with. But it's like crazy to think that it, it, I don't know, it just, I feel like it happened so fast, but it didn't because I was like wanting to go for quite some time. And then I just feel like the time between starting work and then having my first appointment, it just went by really fast, but it does feel really good. But I hope that you all enjoyed this episode and you like got something from it. And, um, I'm thankful that I like have you guys and that I'm already like kind of emotionally vulnerable with you all because it made like sharing this experience a lot easier. Like I definitely couldn't do this as easily if I didn't, you know, if I hadn't been doing this for a while and I'm thankful that you all are so receptive of it well and like that I I seriously cherish so much when you all reach out and, you know, tell me that episodes are helping you in some way or that you enjoy them because it reminds me of like why I do what I do and, you know, it's to be that person that can hopefully, you know, help you or inspire you or just be someone to relate to in the times where you feel alone. And because I've been through so many moments like that in my life where I've just felt so alone and I wanted nothing more than to feel understood. And I like want to be that person that like you feel like can't understand you even if we don't know each other in person um, and don't know each other like actually in real life. But Um, I love you all so much and thank you so much for listening and be sure to follow In Bloom Podcast on Instagram and join the In Bloom Podcast Facebook group. It's always in the show notes 
and I hope you have a great day or night when you're listening to this. Make it a great week, and I will talk to you all next Monday.